Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone! Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. This is Brendan Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on? This is another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia and joined with... The Curator. And we are back at Halo Haven. First time back since opening day. And if you've been following us on our social media feed, you've been getting little glimpses of the haven and soon enough i'm sure we'll put a video together to kind of put it out there officially so um astro series just ended earlier today we were recording this tuesday night and per normal we're trying to do it after every series so let's get into this two quick two game series with the astros obviously it kicked off monday night with jose Quintana taking the mound um unfortunately the astros got up early really early 3-0 in the first and when that happened chris what was going through your mind I don't know. I meant 3 0 against the Astros, especially yeah. what they did to uh, the A's. Oakland, like, yeah. ah, actually, I wasn't, too, I wasn't too, uh, you know, I wasn't scared. I guess. Oh, okay. And then based off the comeback power that we've seen recently, with, with I'm like, Chicago, oh, yeah. You know, that's just, that's just a little. That's pretty crazy, though. Like, I don't know about you, but it seems like in the past, I've never felt that confident about a team coming back, especially as late as the Angels no, have. No, I mean, years past, 3-0, you're like, game's over, let's <laughs> bullpen game. Now let's see if it let's gets to like on, seven or eight by the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, just uh, the chemistry right now is clicking for sure. Oh, definitely. So, like I mentioned, Ash was up early in the first, 3-0. They ended up getting up to 4-0 in the fourth, but then this man gets his first home run of the year. Which he's trying to do just the opposite normally. High fly ball, deep. So, like I mentioned, that is Mike Trout's first home run of the season, bringing it to 4-1. to one. And a few batters later, we have some more offensive power from New Angel. The Angels have runners at first and second. Iglesias ready to bat. Off the end of the bat, dumps it into left center field for a base, and Rendon easily hurries on around. There's another run back, 4-2. to two. So they bring up the 4-2. to two. At this point, Chris, how do you, how you feel about this offense and how it's producing? Yeah, like we were, like we said, like I don't think there's really any lead that's not like you know that you can't come back from. Even the game that they lost, um, what was it on Friday? On Friday night, they were down quite a bit. Right. They they showed some signs of coming back. Yeah, they didn't pull it off, but um, just knowing that you have you know you have a lineup in the middle that's so just. You know, and it, and the lineup is deep. I right. feel like the lineup is deeper than it's ever been. There's not really even, a place even towards to... them. Yeah, I mean, when you're showing Iglesias, I mean, yeah, <laughs> like the the guy the guy led the AL last year in a short season in, in batting average, average, and he's batting you know six, six or seven somewhere six or around seven, the, yeah. right around there. So if you have that, and then you have like a Stassi who all of a sudden is like an offensive juggernaut now, like where did this <laughs> where did come, come from? from? Um, so stuff like that, like I feel. I feel like there's some confidence there and some, and you could feel it. Like yeah. there's a little swag, a little chip. Yeah. And I mean, we saw, we talked a little we'll bit about Otani we'll like, that next game, like, but yeah, Whoa, yeah, exactly. Who are these guys? Right. Like, yeah. I like it. It's, it's great to feel that, have that kind of uh, confidence as a fan. Definitely for sure. And this guy, Justin Upton singles in the fifth to get the score to four to three. And even when, when Upton is producing, like he is, I mean, like you mentioned that just adds so much depth to that lineup that, you know about Trout. You know about Rendon. You know, Otani, obviously, you make a mistake. He could take it over over the wall. Fletcher is going to get on track and get on base. But when you start acting about ask, or, uh, 
talking about Walsh, obviously, and Upton and Glacius. Uh, this is crazy that this lineup is going to be, you know, pretty powerful for a while now. And then, I mean, you know, just a few years ago when we got Upton, we're like, whoa, Upton. Yeah, Went yeah. Off a pretty solid year with the Detroit. And, you know, he's he's a top, like, he's like MVP candidate at some points in his career. Yeah. And so to have that guy and you're not even counting on Upton. Yeah. And then so whatever Upton can produce and he's looking pretty healthy, like last night when he came through with that, you know, that sacrifice. Right. Sacrifice it's, fly. It's all about productive produce, outs. Yeah, productive productive outs. outs. And that's something we haven't, I don't feel like we've done for a while. Right. It's always, and even too, going back to uh, the Friday night game, Albert Albert comes up with two guys on and you're thinking in your head, oh crap, here comes a double play. He ends up putting the ball over over the fence. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it kind of breaking those kind of molds is what's gonna help this team definitely um throughout the year. But that wasn't it. The bases were loaded for newcomer. Again, Dexter Fowler, kind of what we mentioned, probably is that weak not weak link, but probably the, the the number nine guy, probably the guy that you fear the least in that lineup. But I was seeing a bunch of Dexter, you know, uh, Dexter Fowler hate online, and then all of a sudden he does this. Nobody out. Dexter Fowler, base hit left field. They're going to stop Iglesias. It's a 5-4 game. Fowler gets it done. And it's like we mentioned, Fowler gets another run to uh, bring it within one. So now we're looking at a 4-5 game. This eighth inning and this, you can just kind of feel it building. Um, obviously, the eighth inning has been the Angels' friends for you know a lot for this season, it seems like. I think before today's game, I think they scored like nine runs in the eighth inning for the first what would have been like yeah. five games. That's I mean that's insane like football where it's like fourth quarter, you make, quarter yeah, like exactly inning our inning exactly. So then um, almost like what you're mentioning, productive outs. Next play, Fletcher grounds into a fielder's choice, but Iglesias scores, and then eventually that ties the game. And then the hottest man I think on the Angels, correct me if I'm wrong, does this. Walsh the hero last night. Chance to do it again tonight. Walsh bouncing ball. And Darren Sun said it right there. That put the Angels in lead six to five. Um, Otani, I, I think a lot of Angel people know this about his speed, but I think his speed gets kind of underplayed nationally because they look at his 101 mile per hour fastball or his 115 mile per hour exit velocity off the bat. He can move. And there's not only this play where they went home and he rushed it knowing that Otani had speed, but there's been times where he's trying to leg out an infield single and the shortstop or third base knows they have to get rid of it quickly and they make a bad throw and it bounces away or, or it's just not on target and he's safe because of it. But Otani can help in that situation too. It's just being put on base and, Believe it or not, for a two-way player, he leads the team right now in stolen bases with two. Yeah, I mean, he's like a gazelle out there, right? <laughs> Long, and he's just flowing. And I think, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, when you look at a 5 tool player, speed's a huge factor. Right, and, and I think they totally underplay his. And the what where, where his speed didn't work for him in the past is he, he had bad reads on the bases. Yeah. His base running was atrocious. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, yeah. He was – like one of the fast, you know, they they say he's like the fastest guy on the team. Yeah, you know, he's definitely faster than Trout. Trout, you know, he says it too. Trout, you know, will admit it too. He just can't. He wasn't running the bases right and bad reads. But you look at that play you just showed with Walsh. He got a good read on got, that. Yeah, and then his speed on contact, the, and then the throw. The, the throw wasn't bad. That Guriel right. throw. Mm-hmm. It was a one hopper. Um, but the catcher, yeah, you're right. You feel like you, you have, have to make pressure. it quick. It's bang, bang, and that's a difference maker right there. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, that leads uh, – that changes the tide of the game now at 6-5 Angels. Rendon comes in, again, producing runs, sack fly, brings the game to 7-5, to five, and that extra run, I always like having a two-run lead going to the ninth. I don't like those one-run leads. And this is the game that kind of proves that because uh, – what was it? Kyle Tucker of the Astros hits a home run in the ninth solo shot. So it doesn't do a whole lot of damage, but it does bring it a lot closer um, to six, uh, six to seven. Myers in for the save. He does complete the save. He gets the save and the Angels finish uh, the game. Uh, like I said, five to or seven to six. Sorry. And it showed that this team, the Astros came in on a streak. And like you mentioned, playing the A's really, really well and outscoring them like 30, I can't remember exactly, like 35 to 7 or yeah. 35 to 9 or something like that. And to have what pretty much turned into a guaranteed split because of a two-game series, you'll take a two-game split over, quote-unquote, the division leader um, anytime. So 6-7. Uh, to seven. <laughs> This game, there's a lot going on during this game, and we'll get to it in a little bit. Uh, 
the fans. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. We'll get to that in a bit. So after that game, obviously today's game was a afternoon game, one o'clock game, a getaway day. Um, Dylan Bundy on the mound, uh, trying to had a really good opening day start. We were here watching it. Uh, very respectable. Got taken out a little bit early, but we kind of figured that was due to uh, just starting the season and, and a limited pitch count. But this game, you know, he went full Bundy, I guess you want to say. Six innings, uh, four hits, 10 strikeouts, and 102 pitches. So it looks like he's pretty stretched out and ready to roll for the whole season. Um, Angels get up early on this play. So that is Michael, uh, Mike Trout's second home run in as many days. And that was a two-run shot with Otani on uh, second. If you ever – I forgot what angle it was. There's a couple pictures floating out there that once that ball was hit, Otani looks back and is literally waving at the ball goodbye. And that's kind of uh, Otani's recent little uh, swag. Yeah, he's got, we got a swag game. I, I'm yeah. kind of loving it. Yeah, it, it's it, he's he's being a little he's being a little different. He's always kind of had that passion. And if you remember that 2018 start against the A's where he came out – and struck out everybody. You saw that passion on the mound, but you didn't really see that anywhere else. Now you're seeing it with a little thing like that, waving the ball goodbye. And then, like we met, like we were a little bit talking about earlier, the, the Monday night game, he gets hit on the knee coming in the pitch hit, and he stares down Joe Smith. Like Joe Smith, too. Uncle oh, Joe Smith, Smith, former Halo. Um, wasn't even hit that hard, but uh, he didn't like it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hit that hard is a relative term. I don't want to get hit with an 80 mile per hour. I got hit three times the other day by the same pitcher. Yeah, but that guy's probably throwing like. And I didn't get a base because it's vintage baseball. baseball. So. Yeah, and that guy's probably throwing what, like 70? Maybe. Yeah, exactly. All you know is it hurts. My arm hurts right now. Yeah. So, you know, even if it's at 85, I mean, no one likes to get hit, especially after uh, Otani's kind yeah, of. But it's good to see Trout get going. It's not yeah. like we had a doubt that. No, he. And it's funny part is, though, he the, has had. A good season up to this point, but then after the Monday night game, he says, "Oh, my swing's close," and then he comes out and first inning gets that two run home run. Yeah, you think uh, Jared Walsh was kind of happy for a little bit, like home run leader on the team. Him, yeah, and, him and uh, Otani kind of taking that early lead. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, but more home runs than Mike, you know, Mike, Mike Trout. Trout you know, kind of flex me, a little bit, flex a little right? bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So again, like I mentioned, that put them up uh, two to zero. The only blemish really on Dylan Bundy was in the um, in the second inning. I mean, it didn't last long. They gave, he gave a back to back home runs to a couple of uh, Astro players, and that obviously tied it at uh, two. But Dylan Bundy was dealing the rest of the game. He kind of settled down, and he looked really, really good this game. Dylan wheels and deals outside corner. That's strike three. That's wide Earp. Second and third, one out. Comes through in the clutch. Pop up, punch out. Dylan Bundy getting it done. And that's our friend Mark Gooby on the call. So, again, Bundy had a great day. Two home runs that he gave back-to-back were the only blemishes on his uh, line. So it was stayed tied 2-2 two to two all the way to the ninth where Rasiel Iglesias comes in. Non-save opportunity. And it's kind of funny talking about him. When we were here opening day and he got that save, we were kind of blown away by that. Lights out, came in, dealt real quick. Nobody, right? Anybody on? Crazy stuff. Just like filthy. We haven't seen that for a while, right? And that's kind of, that was our like, conversation. That's more like a K Rod kind right. of, and that kind was of like, dude. Yeah, and that was like our kind of conversation. Was you know, um, man, what was the last time Angels had a legit closure like this with stuff like that? You know, and. It, and like you mentioned, it's probably K Rod or like you know even Houston. K Rod Percival. Houston Street was crafty. I don't remember him necessarily as being not, a guy that would dominant. Right, right. Yeah, but he, he would get you out. He would. He was a pitcher. This guy seemed like he could throw and pitch, you know, and just kill it. Well, unfortunately, he went in on Friday's game, non-safe situation, gives up a couple runs there, and then he comes in this game again, non-safe situation, um, and gives up a two-run home run to Carlos Correa again, probably the the guy that the fans least want to give up yeah. that home run to. But he gives up a two-run home run that puts the Astros up 4-2. to two. But unfortunately, that's how the game ended, 4-2. to two. Um, Split, not terrible. Again, when you go 4-2 four, four, four and two against two teams that are favorite to win their division, the, the White Sox and the Astros, 
uh, I mean, you'll take that every time. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, you you kind of mentioned it too on opening day about the Angels winning opening day, but just to talk about a little bit about how they always seem to struggle at the beginning of the season. I mean, if you look at the back end of the season, when you miss, you know, the wild card by a game and a half or yeah. a game, it's all right now. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I think it's just the start, and you know, Angels are notorious uh, slow, slow starters. starters. We were talking to um, Brian Crosby the last week, and he said the same thing. And it's just like it's always been this thing, just like the monkey on our back, right? Exactly, probably monkey on our back, right? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, especially during the social years. Oh, social years were plagued by slow starts, right? in April and we just can never get it going. Then we get it going after the all-star break and it's too late. Yeah. So to get it, to have a winning record to this point after two, you know, yeah, yeah, granted it's two series, series, but like, we, like we mentioned before yeah. that still hasn't happened. I think it came out like um, after the Monday night game that this is the best start for the angels since like 2007 or 2008, somewhere around yeah. there where they won a division. So granted, understand it is a small sample size we're not saying that this means they're going to be a lock for the playoffs but when you have a team that's so like almost known for getting off on slow starts when you can do this against the teams that are at the caliber of the white Sox and the astros and we'll see what happens with toronto because they're playing pretty well too uh you know that's only a good sign from here yeah you uh, that's all you could ask is you go out there and you compete and they were in every game they played yeah, ex- yeah. Even the games they dropped, even well, that one game that kind of got away from them, they but Friday, still came back. Yeah, that Friday game, the only game that when you look at the final score, it looks like a blowout, but it was a one-run game going into the ninth. Yeah, and I don't think we've ever doubted the offensive firepower of this team. Right. Like, it's ridiculous, but right. just the pitching, the bullpen. Right. I mean, besides Iglesias, you know, the bullpen has been really well. They've been yeah. pitching really well. I mean, obviously, it's been kind of taken over – uh, through the me- not through the media, but like the hot shot right now in the bullpen is obviously Chris Rodriguez for good reason. He pitched again on Monday with two and two thirds, three hits, one run, and that one run was kind of fluky. If you if you saw the play, there's a play at the plate. It didn't look like I don't know if you saw, it, but it did not look like Martin Maldonado touched that plate at all. But because it was called safe on the field, I don't think they felt comfortable overturning it yeah. because of that. But if yeah. it's if he's called out on that play. I don't think there's enough to overturn it that way either. So, you know, that's kind of a fluky play. That's the only blemish he had against himself on Monday. But, again, another three, three strikeouts, two walks. But, again, when you're out there fooling guys like Altuve and fooling guys on the Astros who, you know, granted whatever you think about their past, they're still they can still produce runs. And he's fooling all these, you know, all-star caliber guys. So that's it's again another great sign from Chris um, developing. Now we'll see. Probably take another couple of days off. It looks like he's going to be like uh, on a, like a two-day or three-day break in between each uh, appearance, especially going multiple multiple game uh, innings. So one thing that uh, I wanted to mention Monday: trash cans. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> No, I forgot what inning. I think it was like the fifth or sixth. You get an inflatable trash can thrown on the field. And when you yeah, saw it, I was impressed. I'm like, where do you even buy this thing at? No, like, no. Like, the funny part is, okay. I so felt I, like it was like homemade. It was. So I forgot <laughs> whose Instagram play uh, re, uh, replayed it. But that guy on his TikTok, and I, I should have wrote down the names to give credit to, but I totally spaced on it. That's my bad. But he kind of showed on his TikTok the process of how he did it. Oh, it was man. a Coors, Coors High Life can like blow oh, up. Okay, I saw a little bit yeah, of that. Yeah, and and so, so he just painted it, so, so, striped it. Oh, I don't know if he striped. Well, he striped it, but I think he. I think that cores like outside motif came off. Like he peeled that part off. So just it was just a solid gray, well played, infl- inflatable. And then it showed him sitting on the couch with a black sharpie, riding or uh, um, you know doing the lines. And then the next scene is him throwing it obviously in, into the crowd, and the crowd pushing it over into the um, the warning track. And that was creative. That was flat out creative because you know Angel I'm Stadium. All about that, yeah, that's funny, and I think the fact that the Angels or not so much the Angels, but any fan base didn't get a, a real a chance to kind of. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of Dodger fans giving us props, and like that doesn't ever happen. Yeah, exactly. It's right. like, and then did you see Oscar the Grouch at the game today? Oh, today, yeah. So we'll get to that in a second. But so <laughs> well played. Later that night, they, the, I don't know if it's the same guy or different guy. Homeboy stepped it up a notch. You see the videos going around. Online yeah, on trash Twitter. cans on the on the, like, on the, the ledge, pounding it, pounding it, yeah. pounding it to a point to where I think it's in the eighth inning. No, it's in the seventh inning. Um, it goes over and it just now everything's recyclable cans, so are all over the place. I kind of did feel bad 
for the ball boy. He's like, now he's a garbage guy. Yeah, trash. now he's a garbage he's guy. Like, oh, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, garbage man. Oh, so yeah. that was funny. Obviously, the booze rained down whenever Altuve, Correa, Bregman, those guys came up. But hats off to the Angel fans. Soon as Martin Maldonado was introduced, they were quiet. Yeah, they knew the situation. Yeah, mad respect. He wasn't part of all that. Right. He was actually with the Angels at the time. Yeah. So, um, and he's always was a, a kind of a fan favorite when he was here for yeah. that short time. Um, so hats off to Angel fans for recognizing that not everyone on that team was involved in that. But you know, I guess the three major guys now that Springer's gone. Um, are still there, and they they definitely let them have it, uh, you know, throughout the series. I felt like the employees and like ushers and everything were kind of just like lax. letting things play because play we, out a little bit because yeah. we've we've tried little gimmicks that were way more you know like more chill, yeah. and they would not let you in the stadium with like a certain you know like rally, rally helmet, helmet or with a broom. Things on are yeah. very you know you know very PG, but um yeah, I think they just kind of like t- turn a blind eye and like. And did you hear like when the Astros were warming up in Oakland? Oh yeah, they played. They um, play, uh, Carrie, Carrie Underwood, Underwood before he cheats. Yeah, and stuff like that. And, and Asa Base, I saw the sign or something like that. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I think they're gonna get that. Yeah, I think they're just kind of letting it play out. And the guy had the trash can on the on the ledge and, and going at it. In the ancient- Right well, that's then. what I'm saying. If like traditionally, he would have been gone right then and there. And then, and then it's the same dude that throws a trash can on the field towards a player. And but yeah, I'm well, not mad at it. Yeah, exactly. Don't I get mean, me wrong here. I mean, yeah. If it's if this is like two three years ago before all this comes out, he's yeah. he's out. When as soon as he picks, as soon as he picks up the trash can from the concourse oh, area and walks it down the he's stairs, done. he's done. Anaheim please showing up. But I think honestly, too, like some of the uh, you know, ushers, they're probably baseball fans too. And they probably know exactly what happened. And they're probably either Dodger fans or Angel fans is living in that area. Yeah. And if they're Dodger fans, they have even more of a you know reason to be like, oh, I'm going to go look over here and just make sure you're not there when I uh, when I turn back around kind yeah, of Make deal. sure you tag that guy if you know him. And we'll get him on the podcast. Yeah, next really. week, so. yeah exactly. It's so after this game, uh, it came out. Dusty Baker was asked about it. And I'm going to read you his comments. And I want to see what your reaction is, Chris, to this. So. He says, "Quote: You can tell the amount of assault. You can tell the amount of hostility and the amount of hatred in the stands. I think that sometimes we need to look at ourselves before you spawn hate on somebody else. It's a sad situation for America to me when you're here. When you hear things, I mean, what are kids supposed to think in the stands? And some of them are kids that are following their parents. It's sad to me. People make mistakes. We paid." For ours, and I wish they leave it alone. So, those are from Astros manager Dusty Baker. When you hear that or where you see that, what is your first thought? Okay, first off, Dusty Baker is from Riverside. Right. We're so, doing this so podcast. we already have a kind so of. Like I, I, have, I have a lot of respect for Dusty. I actually met him. At, like uh, he did a talk for um, like local sports right. coaches and stuff like that. So I'll start with that. I like his managerial style. I think he's way off. It's not hatred. Right. Like, it's not hatred. Like, I don't hate the Astros. We're not, it's not like something on that level, and especially where we're at in this country. I like trying to equate that with what's been going on is it's not accurate. Right. Right. Um, I think it's just, it's, it's part of fandom, right? Fans have always <laughs> heckled, um, cheered on people. Like, they used to, you know, um, like when Daryl Strawberry would come and play the Angels and he was like in right field, they'd be like, Daryl. Yeah, exactly. Daryl, yep. right? They throw batteries in New York at right fielders. Like this has been going on forever. And you know what? They got they gotta take their lumps. And well, yeah. it sucks because he wasn't there. Right. He's he's doing a but good job he, in managing the but situation. But when he took the job, he had to know he this knows was, it's yeah. coming. Yeah. And they actually lucked out because we only have what 25% capacity. We're looking oh, at God. 12, 13,000 fans the stadium they 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 could have really had it right because before the shutdown and everything angel fans and most of dodger fans were going to come to anaheim invade that stadium it was going to be full out it'd been out of control so they lucked out so um i don't i don't know i think he was way over the top in that statement for sure yeah i think he was kind of dramatic with it um you know, and they, I think they do play the Dodgers this year, but later towards the towards the end of the season, and with the way it's working in California, that might be a full capacity crowd when that happens. And if you thought 
what the Angels fans did at a minimum capacity is bad. You know, it's going to get worse from there as more and more fans feel the stands. My whole thing with it is obviously I don't know what was said. Obviously I wasn't there at the game, but if you're booing, if you're banging on a trash can, if you're saying you suck and you cheated and all that stuff, that's one thing that I do it. I have no problem with that. Now I know there are probably some knuckleheads that I probably went too far. And next thing you know, you're threatening life and all that stuff's not cool, regardless of what the situation is. But if you're going to call a guy saying you suck, you cheated, you know, steal the sign now, stuff like that. That's not hatred. That's just, yeah, I mean, no, I, I mean, I hope nobody's life is being threatened. Their family right. being threatened. And you know what? A lot of this is on MLB. If they would have been, if they would have handed down some consequences, uh, are they still going to do stuff on the road? Of course they are. Right. But it's going to be a little bit lighter. We would have been like, okay, they were properly punished. But when they, they got nothing except for A.J. Hinch and maybe the, like who was And he's GM. back. Well, he's AJ, back. A.J. Hinch is back in Detroit yeah, and uh, Jeff Lunau is, is still out of the job. But, you know. If they would have done that, I feel like it would have been a little, little bit lighter. And it's just kind of – it is what it is, man. Right, exactly. So – that was kind of the drama uh, with the Astros, and I'm sure they're trying to play the victim. And right, I and, appreciate and, that, and I don't think you know, like that's probably even, that's probably even worse. Kids and yeah, that's kind of dramatic. Guess what? I was at Oakland, and kids were throwing cussing me out because we were Angel fans in the crowd, and they're throwing nacho helmets and stuff like that. So I get it, but it, this is what we call home field advantage, Justin. Right, exactly. That's that's what it is, and when you have a situation that's that big yeah. obviously it's going to come into play obviously it's going to come into play so that was the recap for this last series again uh a split with the houston astros we got a couple of trash cans one inflatable one actual trash can on the field so that kept it really interesting but we're going to take a quick commercial break and when we come back we'll have another edition of the curators chronicles so we'll be right back after this the spirit of performance is what defines acura and now it's electric Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. 
Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Your outdoor experience could be better, clearly better. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japan optics, Canon lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experience outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code KNUN15 at KNUN.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. KNUN, clearly better. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now going to be on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has your betting action covered. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as the teams prepare to make their push for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, like it is mine, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, guess what? BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates, and this is the place for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. It is indeed a beautiful day for a ball game. I think in Anaheim, it must have been maybe like 65, 70 every day. I did not know why. And I went on a Chicago White Sox podcast before the season started, and they were saying, why don't you guys get opening day every year? The weather out there is great. And he was like, I understand why Chicago doesn't because the weather is so up and down. You can't predict it. But when you live in Southern California, uh, you know, the Dodgers, San Diego, Angels, they should all have opening day at home on the first weekend of, of the of the season just because it's guaranteed weather. Yeah, we had no marine layer, I don't think, today. You know, like in Riverside see, a little bit, but the ball is bouncing out. You see that you see that ball flying today. You know there was no marine layer. No marine layer. But on Monday and, and I believe Sunday too, there was a couple balls that you hit they hit and nah, that's, that's a dead ball. ball. That's, that's a dead, a dead ball. ball. That's yeah. dead ball era. Yeah. <laughs> We're all back. right. <laughs> 
<laughs> we digress, but uh, I'm here with another edition of the Curator's Chronicles it, with me, the Curator. Uh, so today we present to you a piece of Angel's history. This is something that used to happen at the stadium. I don't know exactly when they would have this game, but they had an old timers game uh, every year. It was on the calendar. It was a promotional thing. So either before or after the game, they'd bring back Angel's greats in which they would play kind of more like a baseball slash kind of softball game right uh-huh. and maybe even some players from well, other, hear a teams. Lot of other teams do that too like yeah. the Dodgers do it the Yankees do it. like you hear other teams with honestly like okay Dodgers and Yankees have really good pass not quite you know angels aren't quite that level but it'd still be cool to see yeah. some of the older and guys they used there. to do it for years um they'd have people such as like Bo Belinsky like Albie Pearson, right. Rick Reichardt. So all these greats that you've heard, you've heard their names, Angels history. But this is something that kind of stopped in like, I want to say like the 90s. That's unfortunate. But anyways, I, I present you a trophy that was given out to a <laughs> participant know. in the game. I don't know who this was given to, but if you can see that, if you're watching online. But this is a trophy. It says California Angels Anaheim Stadium, July 15th, 1990. So it seems like it was almost paired with kind of the All-Star game or right after okay. it. But it's an old-timers game. And so thinking about it, what if we brought this thing back? Yeah. So fast forward, 2000, um, I don't know, 50. Oh, like Trout. Trout, Trout, Albert's like seventy-five. Oh, Albert won't be able to walk. By He's seventy-five by now. <laughs> he can barely walk right now. Um, so if we did it today. Do you think? Say we have Tim Salmon. Does Tim Salmon go deep? Tim's. Oh, does he go deep for his three hundredth? Only if it <laughs> does it count. Does it count? Only if it's off a of choice. First of all, yeah. I mean, so like, I mean, that'd be cool. The guys that would be playing now, like Weaver, Troy, you know, GA. Hopefully, you get like. Hopefully, I would hope you get the vast majority of that O two. Team out there, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like you know, little you, reunion, right? So obviously, you probably wouldn't get everybody because everyone kind of has their own schedule. But if you get like, uh, like a man, Salmon, Anderson, Erstad, Eckstein, uh, Gloss, was look at Gloss. What's he doing? You know, Benji, uh, his brother's on the staff. You know, Jose, yeah, then, Jose uh, can put a you, name. If in. you saw the announcement yesterday at Inland Empire, Jack Howell, former Angel, okay. is the manager. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm pretty hyped about that. So, um, yeah. I think it'd be a cool concept. I just played an old-timers game. It's called Vintage Baseball. Because you guys are all Um, old-timers. Yeah, anybody that's hovering around 40, uh, 35 to 40, uh, they're out there. Unless you're dominating. Kill a ball. Yeah, I was actually on first base. I I walked. Seven-pitch walk. There you go. So that's that's how you earn it. Yeah, Vintage Baseball, seven seven balls. You get a walk. I didn't want to walk. Nobody digs that, right? Right. I wanted to swing. I'd rather strike out. So I'm on first base. I'm leading off. This guy on on the Paris Prox. Prospectors, right? Right. He goes, "Hey, man, you look familiar. Are you on the Angel- All Shut Angels up. podcast?" I, 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 I'm not making this up, right? The new big time. And Chris. I'm like, I was like, well, you know, we had a memorial game for John, right? Exactly. And he's like, I was like, yeah, I'm on there sometimes or whatever. He's all, yeah, I've seen you. I, and it was weird because I we played against the guy before, but um, yeah, I don't there know. Just the, the reach of the podcast for yeah, sure. You know, we got we got our feelers we'll out of Paris. We'll you know what? It. Shout yeah, out Paris, big time in Paris. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Paris, not Paris, France, but Paris, California, Paris, California. And if you ever been to one or the other, you know there's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. So, Anyways, uh, yeah. that that's a uh, we'll wrap up another edition of the Curator's Chronicles. Until next time. Let's go. So obviously that is Chris, the curator Johnson with another curator's chronicle. So let's kind of talk about this first week for a little bit. Um, kind of what we mentioned, slow start has usually been the past. Now it seems like they have kind of given um, a good shot in the arm, if you will, with, <laughs> with what's going on in today's world to the fan base. And it, they seem to be really, really electrified by this. What are you seeing on social media with fans and, and everything right now? Ah, man, just like looking back from this year to last year, I think fans just seeing people posting, you know, photos at the stadium. Yeah. uh, Just the experience. I know it's not the same, um, but we're seeing just people more into it. Um, Just more conversation going on. Right. I feel like it was just, you know, it's just sad last year. We had baseball, but it was like. 
kind of tepid yeah. and yeah, you don't know how to react because no one's there. It's all fake crowd yeah, noise. It's kind of like distance learning in the school setting. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you have the, they're there, but are you there? Right. Exactly. And, how, how much are yeah, you there? So just the community and just getting back in, even though the concession lines I heard were horrible opening day. I heard Talk, opening they're day. They're talking like two hour lines. So, you know, you, you mentioned that me and my wife went to the Friday game. So the day after opening day, um, and it wasn't bad. Like, honestly, um, my wife kind of mentioned it a little bit that she kind of liked it because of the fact that when you sit down in your little quote unquote pod, you know, you, we had a three person pod for the two of us. There was no one directly in front of us. There was no one directly behind us. There was some, you know, we were close enough to the aisle. There was no one to my right. And then my wife to my left, there was probably about five seats, four seats before the next party was there. So it's kind of nice to kind of be spread out and not have to worry about being so, so crowded. But Another thing, too, with the concessions, everything was kind of pre-ordered. Not pre-ordered, but they, yeah, I pre-ordered it online, and then you had to go pick it up. So I think they fixed that from opening day because I, I was I was hearing the same stuff you were hearing as far as lines taking forever, and I ordered something in the second inning and didn't get it till the sixth inning or seventh inning kind of deal. So for me, we ordered ourselves fairly early before first pitch, so I don't know if that helped at all. But I, I think they kind of fixed it a little bit, and hopefully as the season goes on, it gets better. So if you have an experience with the stadium or, you know, games, cause I know a lot of people are going out. We're seeing a lot of videos on social media. Uh, let us know how you like it. If you don't like it, if you want to see them change some things, let us know. We'll talk about it on the podcast, but I mean, I, I can't wait to go out. I mean, it was great to see baseball again in person. Um, granted they didn't win that game, but it was just great to kind of see the sights and the smells and the PA announcer and the, you know, the sound of the bat on the ball, but we're definitely gonna have to work our way out to the angel stadium once again, sometime uh, this year. So with also all these new things going on this season, um, another new thing is um, our buddy now, Darren Sutton on the call about a week into it, obviously Sunday's game. He wasn't on the call with Matt V and a Rod for ESPN, but overall this last week, how have you thought he's done um, calling games and, and how do you, en- do you enjoy it? Do you not enjoy it? Or how, do, how do you feel? Um, I like it. I feel like he puts a lot of research into the game with the anecdotes. Uh, You could tell it's it's very apparent. I think people are just so used to ten years of that, you know, that back and forth, right? And so to reintroduce that, and then and then all of a sudden, like Jose Moto's in the mix, and (laughs) it's like, how many people we got? How many people we got up there? And um, no, I think Darren's doing a good job, and then you know him and Gooby are playing off each other very well i i think some of the comments i've seen on social media were like he's just kind of over the top right with uh or very you know dramatic uh, somebody said he was like joe buck oh, i don't think that's fair i don't I think, think anyone can be like I, that. I feel like we need to give him t- we need to give him a chance give him some time uh to develop that relationship it's very you know we're six yeah it doesn't ha- it doesn't happen overnight exactly to gel like if you look back at gooby and victor at, at the, the beginning, beginning yeah people did not like them they like rex hudler and steve fizzy because that's what they were used to yeah and like rex hudler would be like oh let's go to exmo which was like a super slow-mo but they call right. it exmo right super cheesy right <laughs> and then uh, then all of a sudden it's like who are these new guys and you know it's going to take a while, but I think Darren's doing a good job. I appreciate the research that goes in, his anecdotes. I mean, he played baseball, too. He has a career in it. Obviously, you know, he grew up around the game. Right. but Well, too, like – He's a super nice guy. Like, yeah. I, I listened to the interview you did with him, and, Thank like, you. you cannot not like this guy. Right. And, too, like, he's coming from a background of scouting and dealing with the perfect game, which, for people that don't know, is, like, an amateur, you know, high school kid's uh, – um, I don't know if it's like a travel ball team, but it's like a, a, a showcase. A showcase. That's what I was looking for. A showcase. They go around the different parts of, of the nation and yeah. have showcase games. Um, and he was a big part of that development. So he's seen a lot of these guys, not only on the Angels, but, you know, guys, younger guys on uh, other teams. So he kind of has that scouting background and what teams look for when it comes to younger players. And with the Angels right now, You've seen a lot of their younger players kind of developing in front of your eyes, whether it be Chris Rodriguez, whether it be David Fletcher. Obviously, he's been around for a little bit, but he's still pretty young. Otani's pretty young. Um, we'll see Griffin Canning this next week, uh, next weekend. We'll see how he does. He's young. Um, but it's just cool to see him out there and or hear him out there. And I just think you're right. You know, It's not as natural to me as it was with Victor and Gooby. But, again, like you mentioned, 
That's like 10 plus years of that. That doesn't just happen over six yeah, games man, like, and, just and look four at, spring training Yeah, games. look at the podcast from the very beginning, right? With you and oh, John. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, a little awkward at the beginning, right? Yeah. It developed, though. Yeah, because you don't know when, yeah, you don't know who's going to talk years, when and whatever. Like, oh, yeah. This is like awkward first date, right? Yeah, exactly. It takes a while to get to know the person and kind of, you know, get their style. So, it, you know, just give them some time. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's premature for sure. So, one of the questions we got on Twitter earlier on our Twitter, Halo underscore Haven, asked the question, are you worried about our closer? Rossiel Iglesias, kind of like what we mentioned, looked really good opening day, but the last two outings has not um, performed very well at all. Are you? How do you feel about it? I'm not. No, I don't know what else to say. I'm not. Oh wow, that's pretty quick and to the point. But I mean, I mean, what else would you prefer right now? No, you're right. Yeah. Like, I mean, you want to bring back uh, what's his name from last year? Who's that? El Caballo. El Caballo Blanco. Yeah. I, I mean, no, but yeah. at the same time, I don't know what. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's just. You hope that it's just rust or, or just getting into the groove of things and not um, something more serious. Because right now, I mean, it's not it's, – it's honestly not great for him right now in the 2021 season. Um, his six are – has been in three games, and obviously one of them was opening day, and we actually got the save. But, you know, he's given up a home run. He's given up three runs already over two – again, two inning or two uh, outings that – were non-save so i mean when closers getting games that are non-save they right. lose that mentality right and i think that's part of it i mean just after seeing opening day like the potential is there like it's ridiculous and i feel like if your last name is places you're gonna be all right yeah <laughs> yeah i mean he should be fine like i said hopefully it's just a, a bump in the road but the good thing to know is is that it doesn't look like the bullpen is going to be have a lack of options. It just seems like to Chris Rodriguez is, could be an option down the line. It does look like, um, you know, Mike Meyer is an option. A junior, junior Gara is an option. I mean, Meyer Gara and um, Iglesias all have saves. You know, Madden has been on the record saying that this whole Chris Rodriguez deal is opening his eyes to a lot of possibilities. And maybe that's him in the closing spot. Who knows? But if he continues the way he's going, and you're not going to use him as a starter. You know, why not put him as yeah, a closer? Why middle relief? Right. It just seems like kind of a waste there. Like, honestly, I think I, the only thing you get out of it is that you extra, get the innings. It gets stretches right? innings. Yeah. Innings, Which is going to be interesting because Chris Rodriguez's first outing was two innings. This last time was two and two thirds. So I don't know if they're thinking about stretching him out to being a starter at some point this year. Maybe if. You know, if Quintana struggles or, you know, uh, Canning struggles or whoever struggles or gets hurt, does he, is he that next guy up? What do you think about that whole, uh, now that you kind of bring it up, like the opener kind of thing that trended a little bit last few years? I don't think they'll oh, – man, I don't I don't think they'll do it. I don't think Madden will do it. It's more like an Osmus was doing that. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Joe did it at all last year. I think if he did it a handful of times last year, then I think it would be a serious conversation. But – I could, could be completely wrong, but as I think about it, like I don't think he did it at all last year, so I don't know. I more awesomeness. Yeah, exactly. And then we got a comment here. Uh, I remember Darren and – was it Darren and Mario Ibinga? Penda. Penda. So I, I was excited to hear he was back. So, again, that's Darren when he was on the radio side of the – of the angels before he obviously he went into the play-by-play out of other teams. So that is kind of it for the podcast today. Again, we talked about the first week in baseball, uh, angels baseball. Uh, today is Tuesday. They will be off tomorrow, Wednesday. And then after that, they will be playing Toronto uh, in Florida. I know it's kind of weird, but um, Canada, I guess, isn't letting, uh, it's just crazier than the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yeah, they're the Toronto Blue Jays of Florida uh, right now. Yeah, Tampa? No, Durlin Dur- or whatever. I don't know how to say city. Whatever. It's by Tampa. I know that because Joe said Joe Madden said he was very familiar with the area because of he has yeah, a home in Tampa and stuff like that. that. Yeah. So they're going to be down in Florida at their uh, spring training facility. I guess they've upgraded a lot of things, the lights and facilities for this reason. They're going to be there until, like I think, May. But – 
as we record this, the Blue Jays are three and one. They are playing Texas today, and they are playing Texas tomorrow. And then that's their getaway day Wednesday. And then obviously they'll be there for uh, the weekend series with the Angels. Uh, the Thursday starter, I believe, is Griffin Canning. And then the Thursday's Canning, Friday is Haney, and after Saturday or Sunday is unsure. Um, I'm guessing we'll see Otani at one of those days. Yeah. And then go Otani Sunday again. Right. And how did you feel about Otani's last outing, hitting and pitching in the same game? Did you like the fact that he did both? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Jeez, Luis. I think that's everything. I think that's what we've been looking for since we signed him. We haven't haven't truly seen, like, the greatness. Right. And when he came up and hit that bomb, like, goodness. Like that was crazy. Yeah, that sound. That, that's a difference maker. That's that's how you win the West versus you come in a game and a half yeah, back. Right. Like that sound, that crack off that bat. Like, yeah, I get pitchers hit in the NL. I get it. But they don't do that. Yeah, but they they do not come up like I'm a bona fide hitter. And, I'm a threat. Yeah, like, oh, I, I need to pitch around this guy. But who are you going to pitch around? Oh, Mike Trout's up next. Right. Oh, and Rendon's next, next. Oh, Upton's oh, or Walsh. looking better. Walsh. This lineup is Walsh, Walsh needs to play more. Yeah. And how do you feel about today? He played in the left field because they need to get him in the lineup. Yeah. They had uh, Upton, Trout, and Walsh in the outfield. And then Walsh isn't even someone that you're counting on to, like, produce like this. Right, exactly. Yeah, he did it last year. But this isn't a guy like you're, like, you pencil him in and, like, a, you know. Every day or a top three player on your hey, team. But he is helping the fantasy team. And shout out to uh, Sunday League, Sunday League, the, the podcast. I'm in their fantasy baseball. Got Walsh fairly late and he's uh, producing. And then just thinking about Walsh at Inland Empire, I remember seeing him. Right. He, he was doing well. Yeah. But he wasn't a top five prospect. He wasn't like killing By the ball means. where it was like, oh my God, this guy's. Yeah. Like, I remember after wasn't the with Joe game, they promoted him. Right. It was, he wasn't like when Joe was down there and you just, you knew. Yeah. And I, I've seen guys down there like crush the ball, but they never, they never made anything of it. Right. So just to have like a guy that like, come out of that. And no, it's great. And, it's great. And, and he's, he turned it on. Like kind of like you mentioned, he's an extra bonus that you did not expect to have this season. Yeah. Definitely. So. Jerry Walsh, obviously a big part. We'll see how he does down in Florida. The kind of early reports, what I was hearing is that um, it's going to be windy. Uh, they were kind of talking yeah, about it today. The wind goes out. Yeah, they were kind of talking about it today on the radio broadcast, and, and they were saying, the, yeah, it's not a pitcher-friendly wind. So, you know, the one thing about Toronto is that you, you worry about their pitching. I think they're going to miss Ryu because of – I think he pitched yesterday. Okay. So they should miss them in the in the rotation, which is great. But then they have some guys. Right. Now they're going to miss Bundy, obviously, him pitching today. Yeah, but you got the Guerrero. You got the you Guerrero. Got the Bichette, Bichette. You got the – I think Biggio, too. You got the, all the 90s. Too? Yeah, you got like all the every, 90s. The 90s cool kids' sons are Yeah, playing? exactly. That's what it I is. I feel old now. Thank you. Yeah, that's how, that's how you feel when you're like, oh, I remember him <laughs> playing. Oh, no, that's his son. Oh, yeah. never mind. Yeah. So that's Toronto, the Toronto uh, Suns, I guess, you know, the but S-O-Ns instead of S-U-Ns. Um, but, yeah, so that's the next series. We'll be back on the Angel podcast on Sunday night. Obviously, that's a, a afternoon game or actually early. That's like a 10 o'clock game uh, our time. So that's a morning game. We'll probably be having another podcast around 6 or 7 o'clock that night um, to talk about that series and then preview what's coming up for the Angels. So, and that's something else to look forward to. Another good team, another good test. And if they are able to get um, a split or a series win, I think that's just only going to build and build because this month is going to be, um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be uh, a lot of good teams that they're going to play. Yeah. So it's got to win the series. You got oh, exactly like even with the split today, like yeah, of course we wanted something more. We were in that game to the end, but you got to win the series, right? Yeah. At the end, if you split. Yeah. yeah. So after Toronto, they go to Kansas City. Kansas City's been playing very well. And then they play the Twins. Obviously, the Twins are a team that people, you know, would fight for the wild card. And it's just crazy. Texas, um, you know, maybe not a, a big threat. But then you have Houston again towards the end of the month. And then um, yeah, the Rangers again. So, yeah. So the, this front part of, this, of the month is really loaded. And if you can get out of this first half of the month, Above 500, I think you've done really, really well for yourself. So um, last thing before we go, uh, we kind of mentioned on opening day our Tyler Skaggs Foundation donate. Uh, Tyler Skaggs Foundation, the way we're going to donate to them this year is going to be um, obviously through the strikeouts. We picked Andrew Heaney and we picked Felix Pena 
Haney, I believe, got four strikeouts in his outing. You know, obviously it wasn't the best outing, but he did get four strikeouts. Pena is still working his way back from the IL. Should be back soon from what I understand. So we'll, that's something to look forward to. Um, and I kind of now that we kind of thought about it and it clicked on my head, who does he think – who do you think he replaces? Because – Shishek, Shishek has done good. Obviously, Chris has done good. Yeah. Meyer's done good. Iglesias, you're going to hold on because that's a lot of that's a lot of money and just raw talent too to, to move down. So it's gonna be interesting how they have to yeah, maneuver that um, maneuver that bullpen once he is ready. Hopefully, in a couple in a week or so. But we had a fan reach out to me. They wanted to kind of get in on on the way we're donating again a strikeout a dollar per strikeout. So they said us have us pick. The player to donate to the Tyler Skaggs Foundation a strikeout a dollar per strikeout. So, I think it's only appropriate with not only his appearances on the podcast, not only uh, his great story, and I think his you know domination for a lack of a better word right now. Um, but so I guess the third horse in this race is going to be Chris Rodriguez. So we're gonna have Andrew Haney, uh, Felix Pena when he comes back, and Chris Rodriguez. So we're gonna add up those three. Um, and and that's going to be our number for the donation. And obviously, the yeah, fan you want to sponsor like Bundy or like an OT, and, and, and it doesn't even need to be a dollar. Like if you wanted to do a, a quarter per strikeout yeah, like, or whatever. Did you ever for do you? like a jogathon? Oh a yeah, kid, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. and then yep. you tell your neighbor like, oh, I don't run very well, right? Like my leg hurts. I'm like, you know, I have like. You know, arthritis, childhood arthritis, and all of a sudden you go out there and do that jogathon. You put up like a hundred laps. Yeah, exactly. And then you go to the neighbor, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know if I have." Let me check. I don't know if I have five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, a sponsor away. Um. Yeah, sponsors a different guy, any yeah. guy. Just kind of make whatever it your own rate, whatever it's going to be. But make it healthy. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing better than you know delivering a big check. Yeah, that was great. That was like cool. I said, like I said, in Santa Monica in front of the mural. Yeah, there's no, you know, just looking back at all the stuff we did with the Angels baseball, that's got to be top five. Oh, definitely. And it's, and, and it's something, like I said before, I, I really hope it becomes like a yearly tr- tradition for us to be able to do that with Carly and, and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we'll see the fan pick. I, you know, I picked Chris Rodriguez for the fan. Chris, a five time, uh, uh, appeared on the, on the podcast five times. Is that our number one appearance? It's either him or Brandon, truthfully, and honestly, Red or, prob- or Gooby, maybe Gooby. Yeah, if we're I going, if we're going straight athlete, it's probably either him or Brandon. I would have to go yeah, back yeah, and look yeah, for sure. Uh, I know he's been on. Chris has been on sure. five times. Adele probably like twice. Twice. Walsh we had on three or three times. I don't know if we can get him now. He's pretty. He's pretty hot. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe uh, I'll test my luck and that phone number he gave me. I'll shoot him a text and see if he answers it. Okay. But. You know, who knows? And Ace here from our Twitter feed says, Angel fans, don't panic. In April of of 02, the team had an 11 and 13 record. So, obviously, the season's still really early. We'll see what happens. But as of right now, we are really loving what's going on. I'm feeling good right now. I am feeling great. Like, even though they had a crazy, we got off to a really good start. I want to say like two or three years ago. We were on top of the division. We were posting the standings, and then things just taint. Yeah, hopefully that will um, happen right you, now. It, it's just all it comes down to injuries. Oh, absolutely. Saw what happened with Tatis today. Yeah. Like, that. that's a difference. Yeah, knock, maker. knock on we, we lose one knock guy. on wood. Yeah, we lose one guy, game over. Knock on a trash can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's an injury thing, and if we can avoid that for the most part, we're going to oh, have, yeah. yeah. have some. Especially yeah. pitching staff. Right, like exactly. That, but, um, I don't know. I'm feeling really good. About I'm feeling great. I am feeling yeah. really good about this. It, game. it affects my mood beyond just watching games. Like yeah. <laughs> it translates into my daily interactions with people. people. I'm feeling pretty good right now. Walking to work, looking like all right. You know, Dodger fans aren't heckling me too hard. So, well, especially, know, especially this last uh, couple of games where it's like your enemy's my enemy, so it's all worked. So it all works out. Yeah, for sure. So, so that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of the All Angels Podcast. Again, if you want to reach out to us. Email us questions, comments, concerns, anything that you think will help this podcast at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is allangelspodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we will make sure to get that on the show. Um, other than that, please subscribe, rate, review on iOS. Help only us. five-star, right? Five-star, yeah. Five I think it's the only thing you can rate. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. That's, that's what everyone says. Five-stars only. Um, but, yeah, help us spread the word. The season's off to a great start, and we're hoping to reach uh, more and more Angel fans throughout the country. a ton of giveaways coming up. 
yeah, uh, Chris has sprung on me a bunch of giveaways that he had. I didn't even know. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we're going to have a post-podcast meeting and determine what's a good way of, of doing this, whether it's you know the Q&A we did last time on opening day, which was really fun, yeah, or, or other stuff. So, um, yeah, so definitely you want to follow us on our social media feeds, and we'll post there first every single time we're going to do a podcast. So that's Halo underscore Haven on Twitter. On Instagram, it's Halo Haven on our Facebook page where you can watch this live stream or our YouTube page at All Angels Podcast YouTube page. Everything's in our link. You go to our Twitter, our Instagram. It's all in the link. Click it. You'll find a bunch of links there that will be connected to us, Tyler Skaggs Foundation. Um, if you want to help Johnny's family, there's an option on there too. Uh, but it's all there in front of you, and you pick what you want. But uh, thanks again for having watched, listened, hopefully reviewed and uh, rated this podcast if you're an Apple user. And I see the numbers. I think it's like 80% Apple users. So we should have a lot more <laughs> reviews. But we're enjoying it. Season's off to a great start. We're hoping it continues. And we'll be back Sunday uh, to review the, the Blue Jay series and kind of look ahead to that Kansas City series. So I am Daniel Garcia. That is the curator. And we will talk to you next time on the All Angels podcast. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.